Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. Boy, it's bright in here all of a sudden, isn't it? Uh, my name is Peter Klein. Thank you guys very much for tuning in today. Uh, this is an instant reaction podcast coming off of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, 30 something to 20 something win. Uh, they won by eight. Uh, I should have had that written down before I came in here. 33-25, the win for the Eagles over the New York Giants. So another instant reaction podcast for you. Um, if you're looking for Raiders against Chiefs, that is uh, right where this, wherever you're getting this, uh, you can listen to the breakdown of that one as well. And wherever you are getting this, tonight you'll be able to get the breakdown of the Baltimore Ravens taking on the San Francisco 49ers, uh, the main course to our Christmas Day football dishes. Um, and for the second game in a row, the game is a lot closer than we thought. Um, let's get the, the, the plugs out of the way here. Social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Um, like I said, uh, other instant reaction pods are going to be up uh, throughout the day. And of course, th this is uh, part of the Couch Potato Diary podcast with all the episodes, again, wherever you are getting this. So, um, let's get into this one as the Eagles survive with a 35, uh, 33, 25 win over the Giants. Let's look at the Philadelphia aspect of this one first. They are under a lot of pressure right now. There is, uh, I think a great pressure on this Eagles team to really, I, I think style points are needed in this last little bit. I think it's, uh, the Giants, Arizona and the Giants again, coming off of, uh, the losing streak that the Eagles were on, they needed to show that they could still be a top contender. And I think the way you do that is to come out and blow the Giants out of the water. I, I think, and they said it on the broadcast, they could lose the, or they could win these next three games by a thousand. And people would still be questioning whether this team was as real as the team that made it within a couple of plays of a Super Bowl championship a season ago. This is not going to, I don't think, calm down any concerns that people have about the Philadelphia Eagles. They... They win. Like, look, they put up 33 points. Great. Good for you. They get the win, which is what you need to do. They keep the top spot in the division, which is what they need to do. And they stay within striking distance of first place in the NFC, which is what they need to do. This still wasn't good enough. I don't think from a Philadelphia standpoint, it looked like it was going to be good enough. They have a 20 to three lead in the first half. And it's okay. This is, this is the Eagles team that they need to do this with. If they can just duplicate that, win this game 40-6, to six, then I think a lot of questions go away. But the second half is very sloppy. They start it with a fumble on the kickoff by Boston Scott. Giants recover, they're into the end zone, and it's 20-10. to 10. And then it's 20-17 to 17 on a pick six. Or they, they make it a one, the Giants make it a one-score game, whatever the, the score was at that point, on a pick six. Goddard slips, and it goes back in. And then it's just those little things that keep popping up for this Eagles team. Penalties. Even at the end of the first half, Hurts, um, they get bailed out big time on kind of a shitty call for um, delay of game with the, the the Giants fighting for a football there at the end. Um, I guess the call was they were not letting the Eagles get back to the line of scrimmage, uh, but they weren't going to anyway with three seconds left. So it was a, a real bad call, but a real bad call by Jalen Hurts to just run, not just run out of bounds, set up a field goal, and there you go. Now they get the field goal because they get lucky, but that just shows, like, Jalen Hurts is a football lifer. He is someone who has been around this game for a long time. Um, he's one of those guys who's like, I, I know it's cliche, but he is, from all accounts, one of those guys, first to show up, last to leave, and just like constantly eats, sleeps, lives, breathes this sport. And for him to make that kind of mistake, it really does show that things are just not entirely right right now out in Philadelphia. 
And it continued in the second half. Again, turnovers, penalties, mistakes, poor execution. This was not the impressive performance that the Eagles needed. These were not the style points, I don't think, that the Philadelphia Eagles needed if they were going to step forward and move back into that spot in the upper echelon in the NFC and in the NFL. There's just a crispness to this offense that isn't there right now. And I think a lot of it is Jalen Hurts. Um, he, he he made a couple of plays today, like that third and 20, where he steps up, finds A.J. Brown, perfect touch over the defensive back, right into the lap of A.J. Brown, and bing, bang, boom, this team is off and running. Um, I... I thought that was like, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. It was a really, really great play. Um, and so they, they step up in a big time way there and are able to take this step forward now. And it's like, okay, well, here we go. And then they have to settle for a field goal and it, it keeps the giants in. And that was the main thing. They let this giants team hang around all game. Um, the, the offense, even scoring 33 points did not have, I don't think that killer instinct that they needed. And they're just, it didn't seem like there was that inevitability around this Eagles offense that there was a season ago. There was with the, the, the brotherly shove, but aside from that, even when you're basically playing like starting every down, um, at first and eight, basically it just that there is something lacking from Jalen hurts in this game. And I don't know where they get that back from. Um, on the defensive side, like they give up 25 points to the Giants. But again, part of the, it's it's like the, um, it, it's like Kansas City earlier today. You get a pick six and you have, your defense starts at the nine off of a uh, a fumbled punt or a fumbled kickoff, sorry. And they're, they're set up there. I guess even just back on this for the Eagles, like, yeah, they scored 33. Um, their defense played really well and special teams set them up in a couple of really good spots. Um, and, and so uh, again, that's where some of the, the, you just look at the scoreboard and you're not like, I think you look at the scoreboard and you say, okay, Eagles offense has kind of got it figured out again, but the defense 25 points, to the giants, you don't love that. And it's, I kind of come away the exact opposite. I come away thinking, man, I didn't love that Eagles offense in the second half. And I really like the, the Philadelphia defense. They give up the big play to Slayton down the left sideline for the touchdown that gets the Giants right back into the football game. Um, but yeah, just dumb, dumb, dumb stuff from the offense put the defense in, in really bad situations. Even going back, I know I'm bouncing back and forth now, uh, but hey, it's it's Christmas and it's, you know, second one of the day. Um, Hurts with the, the, the horse collar tackle that doesn't actually get a tackle and it throws the guy into the end zone, but it allows the Giants to go for two. They execute, and that sets up the, the, sets the stage for the whole rest of the game. Now, do the Giants go for two later on and maybe they get that anyway? Maybe, but that one point um, would have, like, it would have sealed this away. I think it would have made a lot of the play calling and a lot of the decisions a little bit different down the stretch, um, but it was just, it's, it's that... It's just a lack of execution and a lack of focus right now from the Eagles on the offensive side that put this defense in some bad spots, but they came to play. I think the Giants' strategy of just never blocking Hassan Reddick was a bold one that I don't think worked out for them. Uh, Fletcher Cox lived in the backfield. The Giants, even with Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley, could not get this ball moving at all um, on the ground. And then through the air, Tommy DeVito was stuck. And then in comes Terod Taylor, and they start to move the ball a little bit, but still, he is under constant pressure. Um, this Eagles defense has been exposed by bigger, by better teams. And the, the secondary 
is definitely, I think, the part where you don't really know what you're going to have with this group until the postseason again. Um, like, against Arizona and the Giants again, you're just not going to prove that, that you've figured out what was the problem against Seattle and Buffalo and Dallas. But the, the pass rush, as le at least, was there this whole game. Now, again, it's the Giants. But it was like the... <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm all choked up about it. Um, it's like the Raiders in the first game. That pass rush was consistent all day, and it just felt like they were constantly under siege. And that the defense, I think, really bailed out this Eagles offense and allowed them to, to look maybe a little bit better than they did. So does this answer any questions for the Eagles? No. And honestly, leaves a few more. Um, and I think that's a, a bit of a concerning part going forward for this Philadelphia team. On to the opposition, the uh, New York Giants. Defensively, there's some pieces there. Um, Xavier McKinney, I think, had a really good game. Um, Thibodeau was living in the backfield. That's a really, really good sign. Um, they, they need him to be, like, the focal point of that defense, and he kind of was in this game. Um, Ward was also causing some, some major issues. So there's at least some pieces on the defensive side for the Giants to, to be able to, to build around. They're officially eliminated from playoff contention now. We know the weapons on offense aren't good. We know, like, Saquon Barkley is, um, but the, the pass catchers, like, Slayton's led this team in receiving four out of five years. That's terrible. Um, Darren Waller was not able to get going until the second half of this game. And I understand, like, Terod Taylor's not going to be the starter here next year for the Giants. However, I think we've seen enough now of Tommy DeVito to know that he ain't either. You know, like, it was a cool story, he does the things, he uh, turns into a bit of a douchebag when it comes to local advertising, calling for double um, what, what they were going to be paying him, and, like, it, it, okay, fine, like, he, it, it's, it's a rocket to superstardom. I don't think he's the guy next year, and quite frankly, for the Giants, I think, like, they know they don't have the quarterback, right? Um, they, they fully understand that. What do they have? I think Tarod Taylor coming in as just a bit of a steadying force, lets you evaluate every other aspect of your football team. Instead of, okay, well, Tommy DeVito's running around a whole lot. Like, oh, wow, I guess the offensive line is bad. And yeah, the offensive line is not great. But they pointed out, I, I thought, um, the, 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 um... God, who was it? Moose tonight on the, the broadcast. I thought he did a really good job pointing out a couple of times where, all right, DeVito was able to, to scramble and, and set things up, but A, he had a read that was open. It's a quick pass, boom, and it's out. Um, and it, instead, you make the offensive line have to block for seven seconds, then yeah, it's not going to look great. Um, and just there, there's a few reads and there's a few times where he's holding on to the ball a little bit too long. Again, the offensive line needs to improve greatly with the Giants, but I don't think having Tommy DeVito back under center, really lets you properly evaluate what you have in Darren Waller, what you actually have in Slayton and Wandell Robinson, who had a real bad drop in this game. Um, but it doesn't really properly let you evaluate all these other guys. You Like, if you're going into these last few weeks going, man, if Tommy DeVito can light this thing up, maybe we got something here. I just, I, I simply think you're whistling past the graveyard. He's not a good quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. Terod Taylor is at least one of those things, and on occasion can be too. I think he lets the Giants really see what they actually have in some of these other positions and gets a, a kind of a true magnifying glass on where this team needs to go in the future. So we'll see what the, what, what the Giants do. Um, again, there's pieces to build around, but just not many. But 
I think there is a lot of criticism around the coach. Um, and I think that's one thing Tommy DeVito has done is bought this coach some time, as crazy as it sounds, getting into the playoffs a year ago. But you listen to New York media, they're calling for this dude. And so he needed to, to step up and come up with a big victory or uh, come up with a, a big second half of the season. And he's at least shown that the guys aren't quitting on him. And so Brian Dayball, I, I think, can kind of breathe a little bit easier uh, around things out in the, the Meadowlands now. But... Yeah, they, they got a long way to go, and I think they knew that. I think last year's week schedule uh, masked a few things, and now maybe they've handed out some contracts they shouldn't, and they, they have a bit more evaluating to do, but I, I think they, they kind of know what they have and what they don't, but Terod Taylor helps them figure it all out. But the Philadelphia Eagles get a big win, um, just not in the way that we would have wanted them to if we wanted to really feel good about the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to do it uh, for this instant reaction. Again, if you want this same uh, type of format, but for the first game of the day, the Raiders against the Kansas City Chiefs, that is available wherever you're taking this in, whether it's in podcast form or here on YouTube. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're listening in podcast form, leave a review and subscribe to the channel as well and share all this with your friends i love doing this stuff with you guys would like to do it a little bit more again you can find me on social media twitter instagram and tiktok i am at primetime klein twitch.tv slash primetime pk and you can email this show uh, couch potato diary at yahoo.com uh coming up next it is the ravens taking on the san francisco 49ers uh that game starts in like two minutes from when i'm recording this so ugh. um but yeah i'll have a, an instant reaction when that one is done. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to all of you later.